Cougar quarterback Tanner Mangum. We're talking about the decision BYU has to make between Romney, who won the game, and Jaron Hall, who played pretty well against South Florida, but went out with a concussion. It's a tough little dilemma, because Baylor played well. They beat Boise State, and he did a great job stepping into a tough situation, and one could argue that maybe you just keep the momentum going, but I feel like you need to start Jaron. Everything Baylor did, as great as he played, it wasn't anything that Jaron couldn't have done as well. I think you give Jaron that kind of play calling, that kind of game plan, the balance of the run in the pass, the trick plays. I think Jaron can do just as well, and if it's up to me, I'm giving the ball to Jaron, and I'm letting him go and do his thing. The great Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. The Jazz, like everybody else, I love their offseason. I feel like they've got all the possibilities in the world to come out of the West, as do the Lakers and Clippers, as do the Nuggets, as do the Rockets, and there's the problem. You've just got a lot to carve through, and those other teams have more star power. Now, will that be definitive? Star power generally tends to rule the NBA, and the Jazz, while they have a couple of guys, it's not at the level of a LeBron and AD or Paul George and Kawhi or Harden and Westbrook. Does that matter in the end? We'll see. Former Ute and our dear friend, the one and only Christian Cox. Tyler Huntley, I'm more impressed with his accuracy and his progression as a player. I've always viewed him as a wild card. He's been injured almost every year. Last year, he had five touchdowns, six interceptions. This year, he only has one interception, throwing 70% plus. I think his offensive line has improved since USC. I think USC has been the only team that's been in the backfield and had the physical athletes just embarrass the offensive line. And I think that's the difference. Plus, you look at these plays he makes when he's under duress. These are magical, great plays. I never thought I'd say this last year, but I think he has a decent shot to play in the NFL. The NCAA took a step today in allowing athletes to earn cash for their likeness. Because they have to. The nation's largest governing body for college sports must now figure out how to allow athletes to profit while still maintaining the rules regarding amateurism and have them in place no later than January 2021. Basically what this means, Gordon, is the Board of Governors unanimously said... I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Is that what they said? No, but that was pretty well-timed. I hate amateurism. (laughs) Pay those college athletes. I hate that drop! You are one conflicted individual. Mike Conley, 29 points on 11 of 17 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. I mean, the way the crowd responded to it, I mean, it was fun to watch him. You could tell he was extremely enthusiastic that he was playing well. And the crowd chanting his name, it was just amazing to be in this building. All the anticipation of having Mike Conley. And then he starts playing, and he can't hit the broad side of a barn. And so to have that happen, to see him suffer the way he had been early on, and then to see this burst of success, and to have it benefit the Jazz the way it did in that game, was something special to watch. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. What's your articulation of what you're seeing out of Boyan Bogdanovich thus far? I just think there's a little more to him in every way than what you naturally perceive. His three-point shooting's good, but his release is better than you realize. It's so quick. His drive game, I think he's a little more elusive than maybe you'd think he was otherwise. His ability in the paint, he's a little stronger than you think he is. He's really good. And we have three guys who can go put 20 on a board on a given night. And there aren't a lot of teams in the league that have that. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. 
This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right, it is The Big Show. Great job by Austin right there on Sounds of the Week. Brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles. Fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus nobody beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, happy Friday to everybody listening. Gordo, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Uh, Got a little Halloween hangover, not literally, but uh, you know it was a fun night, and we hope everyone had a good, a good experience. Um, so Halloween hangover, not hangover hangover. No, okay. no, I, I don't even know what that feels like. Well, I mean, what does it feel like? Uh, it, it, uh, you, you don't have. It, have you ever been mu- really is everything muffled? No, have you ever been really dehydrated? Uh, probably. Uh, That's basically what it is. Usually, you have a headache, low energy, uh, maybe some nausea in there. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's not, uh, but uh, good, good. I'm I'm glad it's not a real hangover. No, you have fun no, with no, your no. grandkids last yeah, night. Yeah, it was uh, terrific. Yeah. How about you with Sadie? Did, uh, did she enjoy it? Yeah, she loved it. We hit four or five houses. We were a little cold, so we didn't we didn't get carried away. But it's always fun to go by the neighbors' houses, right, and say hi. And uh, she really enjoyed it. Trick or treating. Yeah, it was great. I got to tell you, I get a little sentimental. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, I didn't stay at the house. Uh, went to my daughter's house, and uh, I, you know, I mean, that is a fond memory of me with when, when my kids were young. You know, to see them go out and have fun. Now, the house was pretty much empty. <laughs> well, good. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed Thanks it. For that. <laughs> And you were saying, uh, uh, you were telling me before the show, they they really embraced, uh, they were into the trick-or-treating oh, yeah, this the, year. The grandkids, they were running from door to door. That's and great. Having a, a terrific time. It was cold out, so uh, they eventually got cold. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's one of those nights that's uh, fun for the kids. Uh, although I read somewhere uh, that uh, um, that Halloween is not a particularly favored uh, holiday around here. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I didn't read the story. I just saw the headline. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but we had fun. Hope you had fun. Austin, uh, I heard you've been having fun over the last 24 hours. No, last, uh, like, hour and a half. It's okay. been a riot. All right, let's set this up, because our days and what we did yesterday are extraordinarily boring compared to Austin. Now, because I don't know what happened. Okay, Austin. And what else could happen? If you've listened to the show and you listen to the station, you know that Austin honestly has the the worst luck in the world. And we're just talking. We're not talking like down on yes, your luck. Yes. You know, we're just talking about if if something you know like random one in the million a million bad could happen to somebody. Such as it's, when he it was his turn at the ball game to go out and get water for everybody, and while he was gone, uh, a home run was hit that landed. On his seat. Right. And his buddy got it. And he was out getting water. Yeah. So this is the kind of stuff. Kind of. It just, just bad luck. All right. <laughs> so we have a new chapter today. And this one is a doozy. What happened? Austin. Austin? People are going to think I'm starting to make this. They're going to start to think I'm making this stuff up. Because it is just amazing that this stuff happens. But we're building a new home. So like you, I like how you set it up. This is... First world of the first world problems, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Building a new home, and uh, we're just a few weeks away from moving in, in fact. 
and my wife likes to go up there and get excited and see that it's almost done and take pictures. And so she drove by this afternoon and discovered that the backhoe that was in the neighborhood doing some landscaping somehow smashed into the side of our home and knocked the knocked the our home silly, knocked it. Just did knock did knock it off the foundation. I don't know. I don't know the the full extent. This I, just happened. <laughs> it's dented. There's things broken off. The bricks are falling off the side of the house. <laughs> the 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 soffit on the roof is bent in half. It's a mess. It's a it's a mess. Like now, they're gonna have to rebuild. Mess. Maybe so. Yeah. Did 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 someone contact you about this? No. <laughs> so it was a hit. She run? happened to drive by. So, so she was get she got out and started taking pictures of the house. She said the guy over there, uh, next to the backhoe, started to act a little like oh my gosh, and went over and talked to his guy. And his guy came around and looked and saw my wife taking pictures. And the next thing she knew, she noticed oh that's touching my house on that side. And she went over there and sure enough, oh there's a backhoe sticking out of my house. Didn't didn't <laughs> don't remember adding that to the design. And, and maybe the guy didn't notice that he crushed your. Oh house. no, he knew. He he done knew. And so he had just forgotten to put the parking brake on or whatever? Some, that's, the, that's the belief or something. He somehow forgot to do a procedure, and the thing slid and knocked the house. And They don't know. He said, oh, well, maybe we can get it done in time. Right. We're talking like 11 days, 12 days. <laughs> I don't know. It's you, taken guy... nine months. You're going to get the house rebuilt in nine days? Okay, so is this guy associated with the builder of your home? Uh, I think that he is part of the landscaping company. See the, the that works with the building. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, at least there is some relationship there, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to get that taken care of yeah. without reconstructing your home. I mean, it could be worse, Jake. I was telling Jake before the show, I could have already taken ownership of the home, and it would be my mess to deal with. So luckily, it's not. So this this. But that- you know, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> And uh, I need a house to be in. Is your house in like a flight pattern or anything like that? <laughs> yes, <I'm> just... <laughs> it is. It is? It might be near, I don't know, an Air Force base. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm unbelievable. Just saying, you think like an F 16 might be But even if it weren't, home? even if it weren't, don't you think my house would be the one to <laughs> have a, a, a plane crash onto it at some point? Uh, well, hopefully it won't be that. How about more like just a small meteor? <laughs> okay, thanks. Jeez. <laughs> or, how about, you I... know, sometimes, you know, some frozen debris comes out of the plane or something, you know, or something like that. Because <laughs> this house is going to get hit, Jake. It has been. <laughs> uh, let's see. L- Larry tweets into the show. He says, Austin does not have bad luck. He need- he just needs to take a chill pill and calm down. No, listen. The stuff <laughs> Larry's, that- Larry's been all over me all day, by the, the way. The stuff that happens to Austin. <laughs> is unusual. It's completely out of his control. How could you not say that he has bad? The, the, the baseball one is absolutely the perfect example. He's yeah. at an Angels game. It's his favorite team. How long are baseball games? They're like 12 hours long. They're... <laughs> They're rotating, taking turns, going and getting bottled water and coming right back, right? A task that, uh, at most, even a a crowded baseball stadium takes, what, five minutes? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) The ball lands in his seat. And he gets up for that five minutes to go get water. It just happens to be his turn. He's at his (laughs) favorite baseball team's game. Drove fifteen hours straight to and get it's not there like in time. He, it's not like he has season tickets. This is this is a special event. He gets up for maybe that five minutes and a home run lands in his seat. 
<laughs> I have not. By the way, I haven't been to a game since then. That that, that is ten years ago. That is the definition of bad luck. And how about uh, uh, Larry? Give me your address. I'll bring a back over. See if you can take a <laughs> chill pill. Give us give us a couple. Just a real quick, a sampling of other things, just so Larry <sighs> can understand that you're not freaking out over next to nothing. How here. about the time that uh, somebody that may or may not have been an in law didn't fill out the registration for the car that they sold us, and then I got married to their daughter, and then no one told me, and I got pulled over because <laughs> the registration had expired, and no one would answer their phones, no one would answer my calls, and I got zip-tied, handcuffed on the side of the road a block from my house for 45 minutes. How about that? Or, how about... Did he, did he spread you out all over the hood? Oh, yeah! Well, well let's... Uh, I don't know about all Easy that. But yeah. <laughs> he did go through my pockets. Uh, let's see. What, how about the some... time I moved into a home and three days later the pipes froze and as I was driving around town trying to get that done, I got a flat tire in a blizzard, went to the tire store, they broke the stud off my wheel while trying to get me a new tire. How about that, Larry? I think you're overreacting. No, yeah. <laughs> what, the, the two by four coming through the window? Oh, yeah, it just happens to just fly right through my window. <laughs> fly! <laughs> How about the neighbor backing all the way down their driveway, across the street, up my driveway, into my garage door? <laughs> huh? Shall that, I go all, on? Is that all you got? <laughs> oh, Austin. Uh, but, you know, just it's all luck. first world uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. It, it, that's what we're saying. You know, Austin's not down on his luck. He just has bad right. luck. Right. Just, <laughs> I mean, who who has a backhoe crash through the wall of their home they're building? <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a one in a million shot, right? You would think so, yeah. That's something they wrote into Home Improvement, the sitcom back in the day. And no. I, I love this part of the story, too, because Austin, uh, this was funny, when he was talking to the supervisor or whatever, he says, just tell me one thing, just to ease my mind. <laughs> Please tell me it was this guy's first day. <laughs> and the dude, what the dude said, no, he's been on the job 13 years. 13 so, years last month. So so he's been doing this 13 years and just and randomly gets, a, gets out to nah. take a whiz and forgets to put the parking brake on. <laughs> 13 years on the job. It's probably second nature to him. saw a butterfly float on by and jumped up to chase it. Do you you don't have any like large trees that could blow over in a windstorm and uh, land on your house, do you? No, and I never will. No, I'm, I know what would happen. So, <laughs> thirteen right. years on the job. But yeah, I need to take a chill pill. <laughs> this one time, one time in thirteen years, he forgets to put the parking brake on. Of course, he did. <laughs> Was it like a steep hill? Was it? It is. It is. A, it's on a slight. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a slanted hill. It's a hill. You got a backhoe. <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't in there. I think I'll just Honey get out duck. of this tractor. <laughs> this will be comes, safe. Here comes a two-ton shovel. <laughs> uh, Cody tweets and he says, Austin has comical bad luck, not tragic bad right, luck. Well put. Right, yeah. Well put, Cody. Yeah, no, we yeah laugh it up, it Cody. Tra- if it were tragic, we wouldn't be laughing We wouldn't be laughing. Right yeah. No, I told when Austin was telling me the story today, I was just dying laughing. And I'm like, Austin, I'm sorry I'm laughing. This is really unfortunate for you. But it's it, it it's funny. It It's funny because it, it happens over and over and over and over yeah, again. It tends to. I mean, what what about the time a few months ago where Austin was down on a floor below, a floor below us here on, on floor number four and uh, ducks into the old can. <laughs> I forgot about ducks this. Ducks into the restroom <laughs> and just happens that the security person is doing his rounds at that time and locks the door, <laughs> locks the door to the bathroom. <laughs> 
I was sitting right where I'm sitting right now. I get a phone call from Austin. He's like, hey, could you... Uh, You'll never guess where I am. You come I'm down into the job, and of course I get down there, and it's a key lock we didn't know, and there's no way for me to unlock the John, so I had to go get security <laughs> to come that up and let. Unf- off. It's a good thing you had your phone with you. I know, and I almost left it up here when I went down there. Well, yeah. who thinks? I know. I think I'll take you know as as that spot that you recorded that time. You don't want to drop your your phone into the toilet, yeah. right? Ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. And I was in there maybe 84 seconds. <laughs> and you heard the guy lock it, right? And, and you, I yelled, and and yelled. I occupy! <laughs> I'm in here! Please! Oh, please, no! <laughs> uh, um, I mean, if you got your pants down around your ankles and you run into the door to Oh, if it had been a full timeout, oh, man. <laughs> oh, that is... That is something else. Uh, anyway, Austin, I, I'm I genuinely am sorry about your home, but it, uh, <laughs> it, it glad you weren't in it or hadn't moved in. There, there are so many ways it could be far worse. But just who does that happen to? I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right, we have a give busy, it a couple months off. Another story. <laughs> we have a busy day on the show today. We'll get to Gordon's list coming up next. Do you want to give us a little tease? What's on the list today? Oh, I got a little bit of everything. All right, yeah. uh, Howard Beckett, four o'clock. Your NBA daily assist. Four thirty. Jay Drew of the Deseret News. Of course, he covers the Cougars. And at five thirty, the one and only Kurt Crackthorpe, who covers the Utes for the Salt Lake Tribune. And real quick, if anybody out there has some sort of remedy for Austin's bad luck. You know, I don't know. I haven't checked the handbook on it. Do you have to throw salt over your shoulder or get maybe a horseshoe and, and hammer it into your mantle or something? Uh, if you have a tip on how Austin can improve his luck, we're all ears, what did right? uh, What did Pedro Serrano want to do on Major League? Sacrifice a live chicken? <laughs> yep. Anybody, I'm above nothing at this point. If huh? anybody has some tips on this, please pass them along to us. That's a very underrated part of that movie where they, like, he wants to sacrifice a live chicken and then he shows up with a bucket of KFC. <laughs> the first, the first uh, half of that movie it, it was laugh out loud. That whole movie is laugh out loud. Now the sequels. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story about uh, this uh, Major League Three? Did I ever tell you this? No. Uh, so I, I had a girlfriend, uh, I must've been like 18, but we had just started dating. We were like a month into dating and it was my birthday. Right. And so I, she gets me a, a bunch of different things, but I, I pull out uh, a movie and she goes, I know this is your very favorite movie, like a DVD. I'm, I'm opening it and I open it up and it's major league three. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, thank you. This is great. <laughs> Wow, I can't wait to watch this. Well, why didn't you just say that's not the one? Probably should have, but yeah. again, it was Be somewhat honest. new, and I was enjoying having a girlfriend for once. <laughs> for once. <laughs> and you didn't want to spoil it. I was enjoying that part of my life. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. did you watch it? I ended up watching it, yeah. With her? It was the- uh, Maybe she go, man, this really sucks. <laughs> no, I don't think I did watch it with her, actually, but I had never seen it, and I watched it. It was the one with the buzz, remember? The major it's league with the, with the buzz, it's yeah, it's horrendous. And isn't it Scott Bakula? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, <laughs> quantum leaped back into that thing. I don't know. Major league back to the minors is what it was called. Oh really? Oh, it was a bad movie. Huh. But the first one, it's funny, is yeah, unbelievable. Because I hadn't seen it until about a year ago, a year or two. Ago. Are you kidding? I waited that long. Please tell me you didn't watch the edited version, though. I don't know. I I don't think it was edited. You would okay. know. You no. yeah you. Well, maybe you wouldn't know. Oh, there's so many curse words in that movie. 
I've told you that story too, right? Where <laughs> I, uh, when my dad and I were coaching my brother's baseball team, like Pony League baseball team, they were probably 11, 12 years old. My dad had the idea to like, let's bring the whole <laughs> team over to watch Major League and get them fired up. And uh, so they came over and I told him, I was like, Dad, you know there's like a lot of cursing in this movie, right? And he's like, there is? <laughs> I said, yeah. Uh, but I said, don't worry, I think I can edit it because I know the movie that well. So I sat there with the mute button and I nailed every curse word except for like one in that whole movie. I was so I was so proud of myself. That, that reminds me real quick when I was- uh, You in, got a one-up to no, my editing no, story? No, I'm not one-upping it at all. That's a good saying, story. No. I don't think I can top that. I'm not one-upping it. I just I can commiserate with it with your dad because when I was in high school, uh, a buddy of mine was in charge of this youth group. That was uh, between eight, maybe ages 12 to 18, uh, and, and there were a bunch of scouts involved in this, and uh, he, it was Halloween, and he said, okay, let's watch a scary movie. So he, he gets this movie, and it's back in the days of you know sh- showing it up on a screen, and all these little kids are up there watching. And at one point, Dracula comes into a dark bedroom, and the woman goes over and opens the the uh, the French doors, and the wind blows, and it blows her her uh, nighty wide open. <laughs> and everyone's sitting there going, "Okay, well, that's a couple things we didn't think we were going to see tonight." <laughs> And so one of the adults runs over and turns the turns the movie off. And all the scouts, all the little 12-year-old kids, you know. It was different back then, you know. <laughs> all the kids are going, Wahoo! He got uh he got a good talking to for that one. Yeah. All right, we'll have He one up you, Jake. He did. No, it did. It happened. one up at all. Coming up next, we'll have Gordon's list. Don't forget Howard Beck at four, Jay Drew 430, Kurt Cragthorpe 530. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network Analyst. I want to get your thought on this idea of the NCAA allowing the players to make money off the likeness. It's long overdue because the fact is, is that the NCAA is making hand over fist way more money off the likeness of these players across the board. And it doesn't matter which sport you're talking about. And I hope they find a way to get it right because say you're Jalen Hurts, you have the ability to market yourself and make some money on the side. It's not hurting Oklahoma in any way and it won't hurt anything else. You know, let them do its thing. Catch DJ and PK more Mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Dragon Force, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. All right, Gordo, let's get to it. 
And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. The Jazz players, you can see this. If you look closely, the Jazz players did not look like they felt like that they believed they belonged. It's still on him to to want to want to need to make Jazz fans want him to want to be here. If you give, you give, you get, you know? And I think they give and they give and they take back and then you, you don't get. Team A <laughs> plays Team B. Team A wins, but Team B was really good at that time. Team A, Team B ends up not being as good. Then people are judging Team A for playing Team B when Team B was better. Okay, so wait a second. This where's your bread? Where's your butter bread? Your bread buttered? I mean, which way? I mean, what's happening here? I don't know. It confused me. Wow. All right, Gordo. All right, let's start with the Jazz at Sacramento. Uh, the four and one Jazz against the team that hasn't won yet, Jake. Uh, we talked with Sam Amick about this a little bit yesterday, and he said he was going to be at this game tonight. But it's a road game, but these are the kinds of games that the Jazz can use to bolster their record for playoff positioning. And, uh, you know, what they say they care about is improvement. That's what they always talk about. But every game counts, and this is one that would be important for them to get. And these types of games they've lost in recent years early in the season. So I, I think it's important tonight they need to keep their eye on the ball, you know, maybe put this one away a little early and, and then turn their attention to the Clippers on, on Sunday. But, you know, last year some of these games they were a little wobbly. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they perform tonight. But I, the, the Kings are disappointing. Yes. We thought that they were going to be a team that, that got better. Maybe not a playoff team, but maybe pushing for a playoff. They thought they'd do it last year. And we, we all like De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hield and Marvin uh, Buddy Heald. Marvin Bagley getting hurt is, is unfortunate for them. But I, they shouldn't be this bad. No, I agree with that. And But it's a dangerous game from a standpoint. If the Jazz let up, this is the kind of game that if the Jazz are – are on point and between the years strong, then they win this game. If they if they get sloppy and get goofy, then you put yourself in a position where you could lose it. Uh, we see that happen in the NBA all the time. And as you said, the Jazz have suffered that at times in the past. So this is about mental strength, in my opinion, tonight. Because yep. certainly if you line the two teams up, Man for man, you see that the Jazz are far superior, even though it is on the road, you know, and that makes it a little more difficult. But important because I I think the West is at the end is going to be so tight that one game is going to make a difference between maybe having home court advantage and not. Well, we see that pretty much every year. So uh, I, I think you're right. But even more so this year because I think it's there are so many teams that you could kind of throw a hat over, including your. Washington Nationals hat that you're still I am still wearing well I don't know if it can get any closer than it was last year that's true remember the last game last year there was like the doomsday scenario (laughs) that the Jazz would get Houston and somehow it happened (laughs) yes I do remember that yeah so that's what I'm talking about. That's why this is so important now. And with the way the Jazz are sort of coming along both defensively and offensively, you would expect them to show well. And the defense that we saw from the Kings just last week, <laughs> uh, I would expect the offense to play well because the Kings' defense was 
It was dreadful. We'll talk more about We'll break that game down as the show goes on. Utah at Washington. Jake, if I were to say to you, name me one major key to the Utes winning this game. What would you say? Run the ball. Run the ball effectively. Washington, I think, has given up about 147 yards a game on the ground. So, yeah, that's not great. You would think that uh, the Utes would be able to take advantage of that a tad bit. That's not what you expect out of the Huskies' defense. You expect them to be even more stout than that. But uh, I think the Utes... uh, uh, should be able to make some hay there. And a lot of people have said uh, Tyler Huntley is the key to this game. I've heard it throughout the week here on the, the station, and I don't think that that's wrong necessarily. But when the I, the Ute offense all starts with the run, everything, I mean, Tyler Huntley has been at his most effective through the play-action game this year. And when they're running the ball, the play-action is set up, they're, they're controlling the clock, all these things that Utah does really, really well. But I don't I don't think Washington's going to score a whole lot of points. Mm-hmm. I, I think the defense is, is pretty pretty solid. Jacob Eason has a big arm, but yeah. he's been inconsistent this year. They've got a good running back. Um, but I, I I mean, the way Utah's defense has played over the last month is just unreal. They've just played out of their minds. So I don't think Washington's going to score a bunch of points. So if Utah can get a little bit of a lead, really dominate in the run game, uh, I think they should win. I don't want to say easily, but they. I mean, that's, that's the recipe for a, a one-sided Utah victory. I, I don't see this uh, as an easy win for you. I see it within a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You, but I would favor the Utes. I think the Utes, I think the Utes are playing the best football in the uh, in the Pac-12. And as you've pointed out this week again and again, uh, you got the Utes and the Huskies, and then you have the Trojans and the Ducks. And so it's what a lot of it. I don't want to say all of it, but a lot of it comes down to tomorrow. Yeah, I, I want to publicly thank Austin because Frank on his show today said nobody saw these losses coming for Washington, and, and Austin correctly said, well, somebody did. <laughs> you, you were down on Washington. They have three conference and losses, And you man. and Frank both ridiculed me. We kind you of remember did. when we had Frank on, and I said, no, I don't think it's Washington in the North. I think it's Oregon. And he's Oregon. <laughs> Oregon, who, who no, Oregon even we didn't played? say that. Yes, you we, we did. We weren't downgrading the Ducks. We were upgrading the Huskies. Hey, Washington's really good. I know who's Oregon played, and I said, "Oh, they they haven't given up. They've given up a total of like three points in a whole month." And you guys were like, "Well, who, who was their play on I mean, Washington? Was just awesome." <laughs> well, you got to be negative like that. I'm sorry. You know, well, you, does it you, make you feel better? You know, to run us down. You know, okay, say something positive, and then you feel better about yourself. Well, you, you don't feel better about yourself making other people feel bad. Well, you bagged on my Nationals hat, and it just. <laughs> It set you off. It set me off a little bit. So I'm sorry. On with the list. Excuse me. Yeah, that's a huge, huge game. Going to be really What's interesting your key? to see. Answer that question. What's uh, your key for? Yeah, I said the run game because the run game sets up what Tyler Huntley can do so well. And if that offensive line up there takes care of their business and makes it difficult for uh, that uh, that uh, front seven and Zach Moss is doing what he's capable of doing, then what guess, guess what gets a whole lot easier for Tyler Huntley? Everything. BYU at Utah State. Not much chatter on this game. Are you, what, do you, what, what's your, what are you getting as far as feedback on this? Uh, what's the care factor here, Jake? Oh, I think the care factor is pretty high. 
Uh, I think you know, Aggie, I'm just hearing about those people up there in, in uh, Cache Valley who who are an island unto themselves, and they don't really, you know, they don't really feel like they're a part of Utah or a part of BYU, and so they're isolated up there. Well, according to MLP, <laughs> you know, we read those comments yesterday, and we're going just kidding, folks. I think Cache Valley is a beautiful place. I think uh, the way that Utah State is playing maybe has taken a little bit of of shine off this game because uh, you know the Air Force game was was that was. Horrible. That was rough, but they really. And I've heard Scotty talking about this. They they haven't played very well for about a month. I mean, they beat Nevada, but they didn't play all that well against Nevada. I mean, the LSU situation was. Oh yeah, was, that was that was not good. That was not good in the but slightest. It was worth so, one point five. So I think I think whatever that's worth. I think Utah State fans are probably a little more nervous about this game than they were at the beginning of the year because the Aggies aren't playing very well. And then I think that BYU having a bye kind of took a little momentum or a little wind out of the sails, too, because it feels like the Boise State game was forever ago. Well, certainly uh, if the Cougars are good enough to beat Boise State at home, then they're good enough to go up to Logan and win. And I would say that. Uh, obviously, the Aggies have won two straight, and they're battling for the wagon wheel, Jake. For the wagon wheel. Which I think is cool, by the way. You ever seen the wagon wheel? Uh, I'm trying to remember if I've seen it in person. I don't think so. I think I've seen pictures of it. It looks like a wagon wheel. It does, it does look, look like a wagon wheel with these little rivets uh, with the plaque of the scores and whatnot on there. I remember one time I saw the wagon wheel. It was, it was I think it was like leaning up against a closet somewhere. I mean, it, it really wasn't. Must have been the mid '90s at Improvo. It, it, it was uh, probably in the. I don't know, it was a long time ago. But anyway, uh, we'll see if BYU wants to to, to change this around uh, in the worst way. And obviously, they're still playing for Kalani Sataki in his future, okay. so it's pretty important to the Cougars. See how one up your wagon wheel story. Prepare. Uh, this should tell you just how one-sided the Skyline Olympus uh, football matchup was when I was in high school. Oh, the Rock. Because the, the Rock, yeah, is the is the thing you play for. And it basically just spent the whole year propping open my math teacher's door. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a lot of history to things that now are important where, yeah, they were in a corner collecting dust at some point. You know, the Heisman Trophy probably or some kind of – you know, I don't know, like the uh, Stanley Cup or something. Do you know that the original Stanley Cup ended up in the bottom of a river? No, but that doesn't surprise me, I suppose. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll have more of Gordon's List coming up. I don't think up. they could find it either. I think it was lost. Right around the corner, Howard Beck at 4, Jay Drew at 4.30, Kirk Cragthorpe at 5.30. Did you know that Homey assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homey. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Donovan Mitchell talked about how Rudy lost. Is this about as focused as any team you've had a chance to be around? Not as focused as a French national team, but... Ah, Harry, you lost! That sounded like you what? in the background. <laughs> you lost! That is you! It was not me! Okay, play it again, and then Tony, you do it again. Ah, Harry, you lost! It's you. And you're trying to pass it off as Donovan. Uh, uh, you're trying to place a chasm between the two cornerstone pieces of the Utah Jazz. And you, like, point at Donovan. It was him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far down there, Rudy's like, who said that? <laughs> and they looked well, at me, me, and I was just like, pointing at Donovan. That guy, guy in the towel. Yeah. 
Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Don't forget Howard Beck coming up, top 4 o'clock hour. But until then, let's uh, knock a couple of uh, other things off the old list. Huh? All right. Uh, Jazz's championship odds have dropped for some reason from 12 to 1 to 16 to 1. Why? Was it the Lakers' loss, you think? I, I don't know. I, the, I can't explain these things. I don't know what's going on there. Is that because money is being exchanged? Yes. Yes, it's okay. because degenerates out there are putting money on other teams and not the Jazz. It's not, I like how everybody thinks it's it's like the Wizard of Oz is Vegas, and they just pull these numbers out of their backside and say, "This is what's going to happen." No, more okay. idiot Laker fans out there put more money on the Lakers. A study from Harvard, Jake, says that people who are always late generally live longer, happier lives. Now, I don't know if I buy this because oh, aren't have you noticed people are always late everywhere they go? They're always in a rush. And it seems like that would be stressful, right? But, but see, then there's people like me who stress so much about being on time. I stress yeah, about it like all you, the time. It's because people who are, like you who are prompt, you have to sit around and wait for everybody who's late. Which is so aggravating. Because I am. That's I, I'm not saying I'm never late, but I'm a very prompt person. You are. You are. I leave my house plenty of time. You know, like remotes, I get to our remotes super early because just in case something goes wrong, I mean, that's just just me, and I'm really uptight about it, and it probably is shortening my life, yes. Do you think that, uh, is it rude when you make a dinner appointment with somebody and some of the folks don't show up on time? Do you think that's rude? Because it's putting you out. I do think it's rude. Mm-hmm. However, I, I'll say this, I, you know, stuff happens. You know what I mean? If 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 you're in so traffic, you're if you're in traffic on the way to dinner and you're late for a good reason, well, yeah, I got it. But if every single time I, you know, we do something or go to dinner or whatever, and consistently late, yes, I I I do find that. My right. wife's a very prompt person, and I read her this study, and she she totally disagreed with it. And I said, well, this is from Harvard, and she said, I don't care where it's from, I disagree with it. <laughs> She's much more I don't, prompt I don't agree with I am. studies from that socialism factory either. <laughs> okay, so Greg Popovich raises a terrific question. Uh, essentially, it's why can't coaches wear coaching gear during games, you know, sweats and such. Uh, why the suit? Why do, why do coaches have to wear a suit? And why do baseball managers wear baseball uniforms? Well, which is it? Do you, you want them in a what? suit or do you want... Well, I mean, it seems, it seems kind of like there's all kinds of grades here, you know, but it seems to me like NBA coaches should be able to wear what a coach would wear when he's coaching a game, not a suit. I'm kind of torn on, on this On the other one, hand, I, I don't want to see the coaches over there in a tank top and shorts. Because don't you look at Bill Belichick, that slob on the sidelines sometimes, and think, you know what? That's just disrespectful. Is that, why is he disrespectful? He's coaching a football game. Show some respect. Oh, come Show on. some respect. Hey, what is this? You're, it's you're not a, a board meeting. You're a He's per- coaching a football game. You're a He's person- on the sideline. There's a bunch of sweaty men around him. 
you're in a high-profile position coaching a high-profile sport. You're on national television so and throw mi- in front of millions of people. Should just show some respect. Wear sweats. You, you look at you don't want them on in sweats on the sideline. Come why? on. I want them to look like they're dressed for what's appropriate for what they're doing. Put your best foot forward. On a football field? Come on. Hey, listen. Well, I, why, do, a, why do you think that? I'm a very casual dresser as well, but when the moment calls for it, I'll, I'll He's, put okay. on something He's nicer. on a football field directing traffic with a bunch of sweaty athletes. But he's not one of them. He's the but, coach. But he's out there he's, coaching. He's not running. He's not tackling. <laughs> he's not but, sweating. But why a suit? He's well, not, maybe, is he not going to a wedding? He's not going to a funeral. He's not. I mean, come on. Yeah, but maybe something a little nicer than a than a bunch of used <laughs> dish rags sewn into a hoodie. <laughs> I got to admit that the, the sweatshirt hoodie thing it does it does look a little funny, but he's so good at what he does that no one can even touch him on you that. You better trademark that, Jake, because it's going to be made into a fashion here in the next week or two. I guarantee it. <laughs> the dish rags yeah. sewn together into a yeah. hoodie? that'll be at the next uh, fashion walk. Hey, we're on to something. So you think coaches should wear suits? Uh, I think coaches should look respectable. Yeah, I don't know what, if you want to go what, with specifically a suit. What is your definition of respectable? You really and want... why should that be projected on them when they're doing a physical job? You see coaches, basketball coaches, that are running around all over the place, you know? I mean, Practice is different than a game. Me, Larry Kraskoviak is sweating during a game. You're you're coaching in front of thousands, thousands of people, so hundreds what? of thousands at what home. What does that show, have to do? That's not respect. appropriate you really to your activity. To, you really want to see Greg Popovich show up in a Spurs shirt cut into a muscle man <laughs> shirt and some baggy sweats? Some Daisy Dukes. Show some respect. That's all. I'm not saying he has to be in a suit, but how about how about you know a nice collar or sweater or what, something like a, that? What, what's the matter with like a golf shirt? What's the matter with that? Have you seen some of the pictures going around of Greg Popovich coaching in the FIBA thing? Come on. (laughs) Come on, man. He looks like he just stopped by the DI, picked whatever he could find on the rack, and and went to the game. A couple of things real quick. i got to run by you. Quickly, we've got Howard Beck coming up. We need to have another conversation about this uh, maybe later in the show or maybe a different time. But I... I, did you see the interview with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with Aaron Andrews uh, after the Niners win? Niners undefeated still, man. Is We're going to see a Niners-Pats Super Bowl? Oh, kind of looking not. like it right now. But anyway, he called Aaron Andrews baby. No, really? he didn't. Yeah, he did. He just, she said, how does it feel to be 8-0? He said, feels great, baby. Just like you would to anybody. Uh, I don't know. She kind of blushed. I would have blushed. He's a handsome fella. Jimmy G didn't call her baby. I'm sure it's. I didn't see it, so I don't know. It's like it was like it's the same as Hot Rod saying, "You gotta love it, baby." Yeah, I'm sure it's that kind of baby. It's more. Yeah, but he was. It wasn't baby. (laughs) He was talking to Aaron Andrews. So what? But you can say baby without calling her. baby. He didn't say toots. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, real quick. uh, The last thing here uh, for this segment. Uh, Manuel Garcia, a Rockets fan, did you see this? Sucker punched Pelican's assistant, uh, Joe Boylan, during a game the other night. 
Yeah, and he's been banned for life. And now, banned now, for life. That absolutely should be an automatic ban for you better, life. You don't sucker punch anybody. Damn. Come on. That's just Bush League. And, you know, he sucker punch him, and he's been banned for life. And he, he could face up to a year for assault. It's a, it, He should. It, that is assault. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I agree with that. But this whole thing about coaches having to wear, you know, okay. five thousand right. dollar Italian Howard suits, Beck is coming up next. Absolutely ridiculous. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.